Angie has made it easier than ever to connect with skilled professionals to get all your jobs projects done well. If you own a home, you know how much work it can take, whether it's everyday maintenance and repairs or making dream projects a reality. It can be hard just to know where to start, but now all you need to do is Angie that and find a skilled local pro who will deliver the quality and expertise you need. Angie has over 20 years of home service experience, and they've combined it with new tools to simplify the whole process. Bring them your project online or with the Angie app, answer a few questions, and Angie can handle the rest from start to finish or help you compare quotes from multiple pros and connect instantly, which means you can take care of just about any home project in just a few taps. Because when it comes to getting the most out of your home, you can do this when you Angie that. Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I dot com. A supportive work environment can help everyone working in schools stay resilient. Just finding people that can reassure me that I'm doing my best and that there are people out there who understand me and can help me through these situations. You are not alone. Leaning on each other, uh, colleagues in education is, is essential. You have to. We take care of one another. Find what helps at cdcfoundation.org slash how right now. That's cdcfoundation.org slash how right now. Sometimes some places are just bad. Yeah, for sure. And that's that's what I felt. Also, I want to ask you a question that I noticed this morning. Why is the window in that closet open? Is it? Yes. Oh, well, we should close that. But like it wasn't open last time I looked up at the back of the house. Might have been. You just didn't, couldn't tell. Did you open it? No. I didn't open it. No. Welcome. Welcome. To the haunted estate. Hello and welcome back, welcome back, welcome back to the Honda Saint here with your host, Selena Myers and Adam Myers. Welcome back. Do you guys know that I married Adam for one sole reason? The fact that his last name was Myers. So one day we would have a son and we would name him Michael. And then Michael would go to school and he was a fair child with blonde hair and blue eyes. Just like that like mid-2000s Michael Myers Halloween movie. And we would have a child named Michael Myers and everybody would be waiting for him to snap. No, you just got lucky that yeah. my last name was Myers. I did just like love him too, which was like a bonus. Yeah, You're that, like my best that friend. That helps a lot. Hey, you should tell everyone the kind of ladies you dated before me. Not your kind. It was so funny because like they were tall, beautiful, Dutch, blonde haired, blue eyes, model-esque women. That so, were no fun. They were no fun. Like I'm sure they can be fun. I don't want to stereotype them, but those ones weren't as fun as you are so like what was it like when you first met me the fun didn't like i didn't know you right away so when i first met you it was was still fun but i mean the fun came later when we really got like open with each other and didn't care what each other thought i was also the youngest person you had dated too yeah so i was kind of immature and you probably felt that way (laughs) um i mean i had my own immaturities too so i think we were good together i just i'll never forget at our wedding, your mom's speech, she was like, yeah, it was, you know, one day Adam started dating this girl. She showed up in this big black hair with a big black hair and a big black car. She was just a little thing because like it was so cute. But that's one of my favorite things your mom's ever said to me. Yeah. Because like I would love to be known as the big black hair with the big black car. Right. I love it. It's not a bad thing. I've always circled back to black hair. What's your favorite hair color on me? Um, 
black for sure. It's just honestly nowadays my favorite hair color is the one with the least maintenance that you look the most beautiful in that keeps your mind <laughs> straight. My whole life I've had every hair color for like the matter of maybe two months. And I've had black hair since 2000 and about 18 now so this is the longest i've ever had it and it's the first time in my life i've had long hair but adam knows there's something wrong if i like swing in and i'm like i'm gonna dye my hair i'm gonna cut bangs and he's like are you how's your mental health right now are you sure you want to do that are you okay (laughs) (laughs) it's definitely cause for concern anyways guys i know you're probably wondering also about our house and the hauntings and the weird stuff and we do have a visitor to this house but it's not a ghost was that a cute? Was that a cute intro? Who's was the visitor good. to our good. house? Chris. Well, yeah, Chris was here too, but permanent visitor. Eddie. 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 Eddie's pretty awesome. He's super cute. We got um, a puppy. Yeah, we got a pup. He is. Oh, he gets so excited. He pees on himself when he when he sees his mom. Yeah, yeah, that's a puppy thing. But I'll pretend that it's because he sees his mom. I want you to do an ASMR podcast. You want some ASMR? Because I'm like so loud and bouncing. You're like, yeah, that's I'm so quiet sweet. and calm. I'm like, bl- like probably one of their eardrums is getting blown out, and then the other one's just like. I need ah. Adam again so my eardrum can calm down. So if this gets, if this podcast on the YouTube channel gets two thousand likes, no, we should make it higher than that. Five thousand likes. Fifty thousand views. 50,000 views. Okay, yeah. If it gets no, you know what? Yeah, let's do two. Yeah, because people that aren't here don't know they have to view it. So let's do likes. Yeah. How many likes? 10,000. 10,000 likes. And Adam will do a podcast reading something just in his like calm ass voice. Maybe ASMR, but it'll be an Adam only podcast. Or I could read you a book. Yeah, you can read me a book. Read him a book. Me, I'll be sitting in the oh, corner. Oh, you, you want a book read to you for sure. She always wants me to read the McDonald's Happy Meal books to her. Yeah. Sometimes I'm into it. Other days it's like, no. He's never get, really just into Just get a toy. He's never. Just get a toy. Like I'm a literal infant. <laughs> Anyways, if you're seeing this delicious library background right now, we are in a haunted library because our studio starts construction pretty soon. But until then, we're going to be chilling in a different place. <laughs> Yep. every single week we're gonna green screen it and yeah. i see lots of shadows on this green screen so this one might not go exactly as planned but we'll see we're this gonna is see. the trial run guys maybe we're just gonna be in front of a green screen that we're pretending is a library um and that's fine and the reason we're in a library is because today we are going to be reading you guys your submitted stories your haunting stories and stuff like that but i feel like we do need to talk again about the stuff in our house yeah you can do that. It's calmed down now a bit. It's calmed down a bit. <laughs> but have I had a boob squeeze and a booty squeeze? Excuse me. Hopefully that didn't hurt your, your drumulars. Drumulars? I love your words. No, I love your face. Guess where I'm going today? Where are you going today? Okay, so I've been on friggin' TikTok and this chick keeps posting this home sense in Burlington, Ontario. Uh-oh, home and they, sense is dangerous. Oh, guys, I spend so much money there. But up in Burlington, for some reason... They are busting with Halloween shit. So I am driving all the way there to go to HomeSense because of the Halloween stuff. And I'm going to go to Indigo because they got their cute little mugs out. And dun, 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 spirit Halloween. 
Spirit Halloween, folks. Spirit Halloween forever. It's live. It's, it's live. open. It's, it's open. ready to roll. It's ready to roll. It's ready to get you your spook on. Yeah, because I want to make a YouTube video where I just, I really want to become a vampire, a li- like a traditional one. So we're going to get me turned into a vampire. And I think it'll be a really funny video. Like old school style Dracula. Yeah. And I just want to be a vampire. I don't think there's a problem with that. No, not at all. Everybody wants to be something. I just want to be a vampire. I just want to be a vampire so freaking bad. Do it. Okay, guys. So I'm excited. Your brother wanted to be a uh, garbage truck when he was younger. He did. He didn't want to. Was it a dump truck? A dump truck. He wanted to be a dump truck. Not a driver. Not a driver. He wanted to be the literal dump truck. He was going to be the piece of heavy machinery. And now he just has a dump truck. Okay. I shouldn't say I was joking, but I shouldn't say that about my brother. Rewind on that. Let's get into a story. Okay. Let's get into a story. (laughs) This is coming in from Cat Green, and she has titled it The Demons in My House and Death Lake. Can you imagine moving? Like, we have lakes here. Can you imagine one of our ponds being called, like, holy fuck! Crystal Lake? We can name our our ponds. Let's name it Crystal Lake. I literally have the sign already, too. Yep. Camp Crystal Lake. I can't even tell you the chill that just ran through my body. All right. My butthole danced. Gonna have to put a little dock in. Hang like a Jason mask on the post. Just pure silence because I'm just like reminiscing. Yeah. God. Talk about what you're reminiscing. I I just want to, I want to get a dummy and I want to make it look like Jason. I want to sink it to the bottom and then I want to invite scuba divers. That'd be funny. And then they're just going to, we have not magnet fished here yet. No, we have not. We should probably. Do we even know where the magnets are? Um, uh, yeah, there's one on my tool, on my toolbox. Stuck to the side of it. Well, doing that before I leave today. Yeah. Okay, here we go, guys. Again, it is called The Demons in My House and Death Lake. Death Lake. I used to live in a small farm town in western Massachusetts. My town definitely had some history. But other than the Death Lake, the town was reasonably peaceful. And yes, to expand further on Death Lake... This lake was notorious for killing people. Not a summer goes by where someone does not die in this lake. I remember one day eating McDonald's with my dad in the car, and we were parked looking out at the lake, and we watched the scuba team looking for a body. The current situation, I remember, lasted a few days, and they were unsuccessful. I say this encounter with the lake just to reiterate how common of an occurrence this had been for the lake, to be casually eating McDonald's as I watched from afar as a team was looking for a dead person. It wasn't that I didn't care, it was just the usual. Now, the lake is not the major part of this story, but it does hold some bad stories that I'd like to share. The thing that makes this lake so dangerous is how bad the weeds are within it. And it's said that many people have gotten their legs tangled in the seaweed, and that they dove into the lake from their boat, and they just get inches from breaking the surface, and realize they're stuck. Just to clarify, the town does not feel it's necessary to do something about the issue and instead votes on whether or not a routine water treatment is necessary. One incident that remains to me to this day is an elderly couple who went for a joyride on their boat one summer afternoon. Days later, the news spread within the town that there was another death on the lake. The story goes that the couple brought their dog with them on the boat, and the dog had leapt into the water. Upon realizing that it had been struggling, the husband jumped into the water to retrieve the dog. 
However, the wife noticed, and now her dog and husband were both struggling in the water. And yes, now she jumps into the water to attempt to rescue both. However, neither of them knew how to swim. And in efforts to save a loved one, two lives were lost. I don't remember which member of the couple passed, so I don't want to give misinformation. I remember that that incident stuck in the hearts of many of the town residents. Most of the time, these incidents were caused by people partying too hard without a life vest and deciding to take a dip and never resurfacing. The lake would freeze over in the winter and people with snowmobiles would take this opportunity to walk on the water and the ice would break and they'd join the many watery graves. There's town lore that there's a monster that lives in the lake and it's said that in all actuality, it's just a giant snapping turtle. And I mean giant. However, the turtle is homicidal or the lake is a breeding ground for bad luck. We'll never know. But now to get into my personal story of creepy vibes in this town. For all my childhood, I lived in the same house that my parents had purchased from my grandmother, who had the house built for her. It was a quiet neighborhood with a three cul de with a three cul de sac. My house was dead center in the middle of the cul de sac. We also had a line of eastern white pine trees that towered over our house. The backyard was known to be an apparent intersection for wild animals, like black bear, black bears, coyotes, and bobcats. I remember often taking my dog into the back to use the restroom and he would tighten up and lock eyes with something in the woods just out of my sight. This would happen both day and night. Every time I would try to distract him by saying, oh, it's just a raccoon or a squirrel to comfort my own mind, but he would not budge. Sometimes he'd follow this by growling in a low pitch. Afterwards, I of course hurried him inside and would lock the doors, because I'd watched too many movies to deal with that. Now, my family life was pretty hard. My parents were not made for each other, and fights would happen often. My father was also an alcoholic who would get laid off for half the year due to his job and take it as an opportunity to drink all day. All month long, he was an aggressive, narcissistic, and paranoid person, and the drinking only made that stronger. I mention this because it comes into play at the very end. The house always felt off. I remember as a young child, every time I had sleepovers, there's our doorbell. <laughs> I think Joel's here. We're going to pause this for a second and be right back. Angie has made it easier than ever to connect with skilled professionals to get all your jobs projects done well. If you own a home, you know how much work it can take, whether it's everyday maintenance and repairs or making dream projects a reality. It can be hard just to know where to start, but now all you need to do is Angie that and find a skilled local pro who will deliver the quality and expertise you need. Angie has over 20 years of home service experience, and they've combined it with new tools to simplify the whole process. Bring them your project online or with the Angie app, answer a few questions, and Angie can handle the rest from start to finish or help you compare quotes from multiple pros and connect instantly which means you can take care of just about any home project in just a few taps. Because when it comes to getting the most out of your home, you can do this when you Angie that. Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I dot com. 
A lot is being asked of people working in schools. Teachers have more and more things to do. The shortage of teachers right now, um, you know, having to fill a lot of holes and, and wear a lot of hats, it's, it's very difficult. There are steps you can take to manage stressful times, whether in the classroom or outside of work. For me personally, I can disconnect by just being outside. Laughing <laughs> works a lot. Find what helps at cdcfoundation.org slash how right now. And we're back. Yeah, we're back. Joel got here and he's going to go outside and play with all the puppies. But yes, back to our story. So sorry. The house always felt off. I remember as a young child, every time I had sleepovers, my friend and I would spend the whole day cutting out paper crosses to line the walls of my bedroom before we go to sleep. That's not creepy at all. Now, this was odd looking back because we were not religious we never went to church and we never said prayers and we didn't have any other jesus memorabilia in the house but us making those crosses was almost compulsive i personally struggled with religion for the majority of my childhood mainly because i was rebelling against my father who had a strong faith and attempted to push it on his children but my mom would always intervene but growing up i had a big distrust for religion and would often curse it for a brief moment I, for a brief moment, I decided to worship Satan. I, oh, no. I know that, that's, that's the other. That's the opposite. I know how that sounds, but I believe that, my, that at a point in my tween to teen years, I was more focused on being edgy and rebelling from society. However, I remember I created this inverted pentagram that I placed above my bed. I had one of those too. I was proud of this that and enjoyed... <laughs> I enjoyed and annoyed looks from my father whenever he saw it but quickly left my mind and I would, it would remain over my bed for years. I have had bad mental health for most of my life and only just recently gotten better, but I've attempted several times as a child and a teen. After my last attempt, I was desperate for resolution in life and I grasped at straws to fix my life. I then removed the inverted pentagram, taking it off the wall, and it did have an Good effect move. on the vibes in my room for a while. However, now as an older teenager, I wanted a bigger bedroom, mainly because this is where I spent all my time. I remember for one year, I barely spoke to anyone as I had transferred to online schooling and was ignoring both my parents. This did cause a lot of future problems, but that's not the point. I begged my mom to let me move into the basement. Yes, the basement. It was going to be my dream place, the size of half my house, private and cold. Eventually, we went through the process of renovating it. We painted the concrete walls, hired people to hook up electrical outlets, and put up a drywall connecting to the staircase that was in the center of the previously open pl floor-planned basement. We installed a door and rolled the shag grape carpet across the entire floor. Just if you were curious, the walls were lime green, and this was quite the I'm quite the interior designer, I know. <laughs> lime green and purple, I get you. Nice. Do not ask me why, but upon moving into the basement, I took yellow chalk and drew an octopus with yet another inverted pentagram on the front side of my door. I guess I just liked the spooky vibes at that point. I was thrilled with my new room, but I had trouble falling asleep. It was always a creepy basement, and painting the walls only did so much. I kept half the basement lit at night to sleep, but one night I had trouble sleeping, and I looked over at my door and I saw it open slightly. This could have been my eyes messing with me, but I was still terrified. I couldn't take my eyes off it. I wanted to prepare myself for whatever was going to happen next. However, 
that was the only exit out of the room. And if something were to bust in, I'd be screwed. I frantically called my boyfriend at the time to get on call with me, but he was asleep. I then called my best friend and told her what happened. She was able to stay on the phone with me the whole night, and we were still on call when we fell asleep. The very next day, I moved my pillows and blankets and slept on the couch in my living room for the next six months. Then I moved back to the basement once my boyfriend came to visit from overseas, where he stayed in my old bedroom. My mom was worried about me moving back into the basement, and I had thought it was because of my mental health, so I was very annoyed with her concern. But after he left, I moved back into my old bedroom upstairs. Then fast forward, he eventually moves in, and we both stay in the basement with minimal disturbances. One day, we were letting my dog outside at dusk, and this rock hits the back of my boyfriend's head. He was visibly concerned, and he went and found the rock and told me what happened. There was no one besides us outside at the time, so it couldn't have been a person. That's never good. I had a kid throw a rock on my head once. Yeah. It was crazy. He got suspended. Yeah, we had someone uh, throw a rock from one, like hangout spot outside to the other it bounced off the ground and hit this girl in the ear and she was wearing glasses and it like cut her all behind her ear Jesus. He, was, he was not a smart person this no this child. guy wasn't either <laughs> and then his mom like lied to try and get him into college and wanted a letter from us saying that it was a lie and i was like fuck no your kid literally is a bully right, <laughs> right? yeah rocks and head no good no We went to try and see where the rock came from, and we found the exact spot about 15 feet away from where the rock had landed. There was still an exact indication and indentation on the ground from where the rock previously sat. For a while afterwards, we avoided that area. Eventually, my parents got a divorce, and we were trying to sell the house. In an effort to help it, my mother hired a friend who was a shaman to cleanse the house. This seemed to work because shortly after, a couple bought the house in the middle of winter. We moved out and things were normal. However, a year after we moved out, my mother decides to tell me exactly why she was concerned about me moving back into the basement. She told me that frequently when I was sleeping in the basement, she'd wake up to hear me screaming her name. This was weird for me in general because at this point I rarely spoke to her. It was also weird considering the urgency of my screams. I was not only in the basement, but her bedroom was on the other side of the house. So, obviously, it was a very loud scream. She'd come downstairs in the middle of the night to console me and would often find me back asleep when she got there. I have absolutely no memory of any of this and would consciously never call out her name during that period of my life. But then, she tells me about this one specific incident during these nights. Yet again, I'm asleep and begin screaming for her and she comes down the stairs to open the door to check on me. Keep in mind, I'm probably 14 to 15 at this time. She said that when she opened the door, I was sitting straight up in bed and I immediately tell her to get inside and shut the door. They're outside the door. I lost my mind at this point when she told me this years after. I asked her what she had done because if it was me to witness that, I'd be running out of that house, burning the basement. She said she stayed up with me for a while, but I quickly went to sleep. Upon hearing this, I had no memory or knowledge of ever doing this. I never slept walk or slept talk in that period while I was living in the basement. She then further told me what happened when the shaman came to cleanse the house. She was walking around doing her thing and she stops at the back sliding glass door that leads to the backyard. She said, is anyone home right now? My mom says, no, no one's home. And the shaman says, are you sure? Because there's someone right here right now. She points down towards the basement and where she was standing was the exact spot above the entrance to my basement bedroom. 
My mother assured her that there was no one home, and that it was her daughter's bedroom was downstairs. Okay, well, I don't know what that was, but it wasn't welcoming. But neither was it evil, but it was bad. But I sent it to the woods now. And then the rest was history. Shortly after the house was sold, we did move into my grandmother's house. To this day, I still get creeped out about what I had done, and I wish I knew more. And I wonder if whatever was down there added to the aggression of my father or what had attached it. Oof. That's intense. Yeah. There was like, we talked about that after we moved out of our house. So like that story was crazy, but it just reminds me a bit of me because when I was 14, 15, like crazy stuff went down at our house. And I remember just moving out of there and my parents just being like, there is an energy in that house. Well, that house was, you have tons of stories about that house. Well, that house is definitely haunted, but there was just, there was sometimes some places are just bad. Yeah, for sure. And that's, that's what I felt. Also, I want to ask you a question that I noticed this morning. Why is the window in that closet open? Is it? Yes. No, oh, well, we should close that. But like, it wasn't open last time I looked up at the back of the house. Might've been, you just didn't, couldn't tell. Did you open it? No. I didn't open it. That's weird. I'm literally going to go check if it is actually open because it was open this morning. And I feel like this is like, let's do this on podcast. Okay. <laughs> are you sure it was open? Or are you I just like, is I your mind playing snap. tricks with you? Hmm. Is it open? No. No, it's not open, folks. You know what? I bet I was looking at the wrong window. <laughs> yeah, the window that's very possible. Probably. Oh. Yeah, Taylor would have opened it. Okay. I'm just trying to spurk myself. We're good. Selena's just spooking herself, folks. Yeah. Okay. But yeah, about like the woods, the creepy woods behind your house too. Like I feel that about woods. Like I've definitely like learned from some people that work, you know, um, with energy, like never to whistle in the wood at night and stuff like that. Oh, really? Why is that? Because it's just the woods have a lot of energy. Okay. What's whistling? Do you like wake it up or? Uh, bring, bring it attracts. It or? attracts non-human entities to you. Oh, really? That can like appear as innocent things, but they're not. Oh, that's not cool. Yeah, that's definitely not cool. <laughs> My uh, grandpa saw a ghost near the forest walking down the road when he was a kid. He believed in ghosts. Tell me the story. All his life. He was just walking and in the middle of the road, he saw a man holding a lantern. It was just, that's all it was. You know what's crazy is back in the day, like if people saw a ghost, they posted in the newspaper about it. Yeah. And there's a story about my grandmother walking through a park and like a man who like held her hand and walked her through the park. Okay. I've like, so my parents, they live with like trees behind them. We obviously now live in the middle of the forest, but, um, I've seen an indigenous man in my parents' forest in the backyard. Oh, really? Yeah. And then we saw him in the house. My mom and I both saw him. Mm-hmm. Okay. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I, I kind of like, I don't know here. There's a lot of different energies here. We're also on a huge plot of land. So I'm really curious of the stories here. Yeah, for sure. But like also if you're hearing these like cracks and thumps, it's not a ghost. Our roof is metal and it's all one piece. So as it warms up from the sun, it fully sounds like there's a demon walking around on the roof. Yep, it like creaks and cracks and the house expands and contracts. Yeah, a it's little, a little spooky. It's a little spooky. It's a little yeah. spooky. Can you pull up story for me on? Yes. Your, I have that email on my phone. Ah, uh, sir, I get you. Yeah. So I thought that this one, it looked good. I put a star on it. Here you go. Yeah, I've never seen. 
the only time I've seen paranormal activity was with you when the stuff was moving on our counter. Yep, stuff moving on our counter. But I've never seen a ghost. Okay, I lied. I don't know if this was a ghost or a dream. At one point, I was either having like one of those dreams where you're like paralyzed. Mm. What are they called? Um. Anyways, the one of those dreams where you can't move and you but you can see what's going on and there was this like sleep paralysis. Sleep paralysis, yes. And there was like this dark, like long black haired lady at the she was super spooky at the end of the bed. Now I don't know if that was like in oh, a dream. Oh, I remember was that with me? Yeah. I remember that. I don't know if it was in a dream or if it was like in the house because I was in that spot in the house where I was sleeping. But, oh, man, did it ever make me feel unsettled? Like, it was really, 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 really spooky. Like, Do you remember shoot. the one time you woke up and there was the big goat man? You told me about the oh, It was around yeah, the same time the period. Goat man, that was around the same time. That was when my concussion was really bad. Yeah, you saw the lady and then you saw the goat man. Yeah. Like, I think because you were so vulnerable at that time that, like, so when you're really vulnerable, it's the lowest level entities that can attach to you. And they're probably trying to, like... So the goat man was crazy because it wasn't a dream. I hadn't been sleeping long. It maybe was a dream or maybe was like a concoction of my like mind. But it's one of those things that happens to, I don't know, so let us know in the comments on YouTube if you've ever had this happen. But like when you're falling asleep and you first fall asleep and then you like see something or like something plays and then all of a sudden you wake right up. But like that's when I saw like this goat man. Like I just my eyes had just closed, and then he like flashed right there in front of my face. It was all black around, and you just freaked me out, bro. Saw him, and then I woke up, and it's like I don't know if there's an explanation for that. Where if you like see it later in the night in a dream, or if you're seeing it right when you close your eyes, is that more real? Is it something in this space, or is it still concocted by your kind of? dream mind if anyone knows that we're curious but around that time period too when you were so sick like those are those nights where you'd wake up and you just be like "Ah, ah, ah," like you were you were having scary dreams if i have a scary dream my dad did it too if i have a scary dream or like not even a scary dream but like even if it's a normal dream and i'm trying to yell at somebody i don't know again comments let me hear about this have you had dreams where like you're trying to yell, but you can kind of realize you're doing it almost like you're half awake and you're trying really hard to yell, but it's like you can't yell in the dream and you want to yell louder. And when you're doing it in like in your bed, in actual this kind of realm, like you're kind of just like, uh, uh, it's the scariest uh, thing. Yeah, that's what it's like. like. I'm trying to yell as loud as I can, but that's all I can make come out because I'm sleeping. And I'm yelling at him trying to wake him up, but he's like not waking up. And he's still like, "Ah, ah," and it's like pitch black and you're doing little demon moans in the corner. (laughs) Oh my God. Just freaking you right out. Scaring the shit out of me. Yeah. 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 I've had some weird stuff. Well, we talked about on the podcast last time, a few podcasts ago, like coming off weed. If you've ever come off weed. Oh God. The dreams are just. Yeah. Every time I stop smoking pot, I have the same dream where I'm in my bed and I'm like completely surrounded by like these shaman looking dudes that are evil and they're all like staring at me. Judging you. It's dark and I sweat all night, which is weird. You like see them. You go to places sometimes like. Mm-hmm. But like I do really like transcendental meditation you, and stuff. Yeah, to get into transcendental meditation. And yeah, which is dang- can be very dangerous. But like I have had it where I've gone to the coolest places. Talk about the realms you see when you go there. Okay, so sometimes 
when I get there. Like, it's very weird and it can be very quick sometimes. But, like, it's like shooting up, but you feel like you're shooting down at the exact same time at unbelievable speed. And all these different colors and lights and sounds are, like, flying past me. Like, I don't know. We've talked kind of about hallucinogenics before and I've done salvia but the way i hear that dmt like is DMT, explained yeah. yeah when i hear how dmt is explained that is exactly what i have going on but it's as if like things are literally shooting by me and i can hear them and they're saying things to me in these different voices but i understand what they're saying and if it's like but it's not our language no but i know what they're saying it's weird okay. and sometimes i shift through this dark area and it's just like <laughs> like it's really Ooh. scary but like i know what they're doing and, and it's it's less of understanding words but understand what they mean okay and it's like do bad be bad that kind of thing but sometimes when i go the other way but like still you feel like you're going up or down and you don't know which way you're kind of facing there was that one time when you were kind of controlled by it slightly you were a little scared for me because it wanted to make you hit me or something yeah yeah one time like i i just i gotten too deep for a second and it was like i didn't know where i was for a second and i just my my instinct was just to just slap him which was weird because like and why were you saying there? to you like hit him hit him or something yeah it was it? dark it was a dark thing that was like what that was like eight years ago now yeah. probably i haven't done it as much because like i said before the podcast and stuff i pulled out from the paranormal world a little bit but like transcendental meditation intense i really believe in it can take a long well, time to get there it's like because dmt is in your brain right now like do you have dmt in your pineal gland yeah so i can like, just release it bro you can just yeah release it like you don't need dmt to have a hallucinogenic experience you yeah can natu- some people can rare, naturally do it but, naturally but i definitely do. used to i don't know if i could now it's been like five or six years yeah. but like when i go there it's really quick too it's like you're, you're building 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 and then you're in this place for like 10 seconds and then you're gone like that's what it is for me it is like you're really really deep 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 and then it's like boom and then it's like and 10 you seconds forgetting it really fast too yeah right? it's 10 seconds for me but it feels like an hour right but it's only 10 seconds but it's short in here and then the second you come out you're out like that fast and then you're immediately forgetting right and you forget everything you sounds just like hallucinogenic like dmt experience so that's what i do then yeah i should try it again we should do it for podcast (laughs) jeez that'd be wild that'd be scary but i just remember when i kept doing it last time i only was going to the dark place but i think that i was in like not a great place mentally yeah yeah, I wonder if now well, be different. Well, in the Tibetan Book of the Dead, they say if you like, if we go on their kind of version of afterlife and rebirth, is like you go through the all these steps of like entities on your way there, and you're supposed to be enlightened enough to avoid them because it's kind of like a, um, attraction and like holding on to things, and you need to let go and make it through them all. So I wonder if that's kind of similar to what they're talking about and you're seeing all these types of entities because that's why you can see like the darker ones and the weirder stuff and the kind of the more normal stuff as you go up. I wonder if I'd make it through that. If they're like, we have this hearse or you can go to heaven. I'll be like, (gasps) Duncan Trussell always talks about how it's like to make it through that, you just have to let go of all attachment. It's like, say we're in a simulation right now or something. Yeah. Like even if we are in a simulation, maybe you love coming back to this simulation every time mm-hmm. and you're attached to it and you love me and what we're doing right now and the life you have well like that so, psychic said that we've been together for more than this lifetime yeah. which i f- i feel like that's true yeah maybe because i feel like i know you on a different level yeah so if you're going through that realm or if you're going through that in the afterlife to be enlightened and get to the end of it is to let go of all attachment and not kind of want to come back to this you've learned enough to 
do what you have to do to live a fulfilling, loving, and nice life and become unattached from all physical things and you can make it through. So physical things aren't people. They would be people too. Because if they're like, Adam, I'm done. Like, I don't know the rules, but I would say they could be people too. Like you could love your human family so much, maybe you'd want to come back and still feel attached. I don't think being enlightened is all like... I'm going to keep coming back to you. Yeah, same here. You'll always... Okay, let's make a plan right now. All right. We choose each other always. I choose you. Thank you. Okay, read your story while I'm over here and I weep. All right. (laughs) That was cute. (laughs) So this is from May. And she's saying, about two weeks ago, I was at work as a... Sorry, let me get this up here. About two weeks ago, I was at work as a sleepaway counselor in Oregon. Here's a little bit of a layout. We have many locations around Washington, Oregon, California, and Colorado. This has happened in the middle of Oregon. We have two different camping locations about 20 minutes apart. This particular event happened at a location called Breck. The property is around 200 acres with woods that stretch for many miles with huge grass fields. In the main area we called the Pavilion Village, we have an old worn down bathroom house that we use for storage. A working bathroom, a workout, uh, working outdoor kitchen, four maybe five porta potties, and a, on a all on a paved platform, with an old worn down chimney that we used to use as a blacksmithing forge. Next to it is a 15 foot rock wall. Down the path is a few wood chip spots made for setting up tents and playing games. There are a few paths that lead to the road where we keep the buses and vans. Another path leads to a place called the Witch's Hut. Here's a backstory. 20, maybe 25 years ago, there was an old witch who lived in the witch's hut who would sell potions to campers and counselors in exchange for them doing tasks to each other. Ooh, a creepy Ooh. forest witch living in a little hut selling potions. And then potions. tasks for each other? And like, then you have to do stuff for it? Like she was practicing some You're signing your soul on that magic. shit. That's, yep. So um, in exchange for doing tasks for each other, one day the witch mysteriously disappeared and everyone claims she was taken by creatures or killed. Well, when you're toying with that kind of stuff, I could totally see that happening. The legend claims that she casted a curse on the hut before she disappeared to where if anyone touches the hut that would be turned into a living... Anyone that touches the hut would be turned into a fern living on the roof. Dude, this reminds me of our little murder hut out in the woods. Yeah, I know, right? We we never talked about that. Yeah, we'll have to mention that. The day this happened, we had been hearing blood-curdling screaming all week. No. But we just assumed that it was one of the realm kids who do LARPing. (coughs) And uh, we thought they had a whistle that they were blowing or that it was just kids playing games and screaming, but nobody knew where it was coming from. Oh, they were whistling in the woods, too. This happened on the last night of camp. The group I was counseling had put away tents so they weren't wet in the morning, so everybody was cowboy camping, which is sleeping under the stars with sleeping bags and a pillow. A few counselors had told me that they were talking way past quiet hours, which start at 9 p.m., 10 p.m. for high schoolers, and ended at 7 a.m. So I had gone to check on them, and everyone was asleep. At camp, we had a strict rule that the night you can only use red light headlamps so you don't wake everyone up. I glanced over at the rock wall and I had seen two red lights pointing right at the campers who were sleeping, but the odd thing was that they were at the same that they were at the same high looking right at me. 
I had taken a step toward to walk over there, and the lights were went behind the rock wall. So I walked over to where the porta potties were, because I saw a light, and I just thought it was a camper using the bathroom. I saw nobody else standing outside because we had a strict buddy system, especially at night. So I knocked on the door, and it was a counselor, and I asked them if they had been shining a red light at the campers in the field, and they said they had been in the bathroom for five minutes. Ooh. So I waited for them to get out so we could walk back to my car and grab my hatchet and flashlight. Yeah, get prepared for sure. Yeah. <laughs> Plus a few more counselors. We'd walk back to the porta potties and there were maybe 10 of us. So we split up into groups and made a lap around brick to see if we had found any intruders trespassing and saw nobody. We all walked back to the car so that we could talk about what we could have maybe been seen. I forgot to mention that the spot where our camp is located on is old tribal lands and cult land. The counselor that I was with was scared to walk back to the campers. They were watching. So we both were walking about a quarter of a fourth of a mile and our flashlights were pointed ahead of us and we became a reflective sign. It was glowing from the light and we figured it glide right in front of the sign. We saw a figure glide right in front of the sign, and we just stood there, and the figure turned to face us, and we saw two glowing red eyes looking back at us. I took a step forward to the figure, and it darted away, so we had walked over to the sign and had looked at the mud right under the sign. There was a human-sized footprint, so we kept following the footsteps, and it was leading us to the witch's hut. We'd heard crunching and things falling in and around the hut, and we ran across the path and back over to the counselor's cars and got everyone from before to come back to the witch's hut. We made a full loop in and out of the hut. We saw nothing. Nothing was touched, nothing fell, and nothing had even moved. We thought nothing of it. Maybe it was out lack by uh, maybe it was out of lack of sleep. We'd walk back to the kids in the field, and we'd had walked maybe ten feet and heard an ear piercing screech mixed with screaming from the witch's hut. Two seconds later, we heard a distorted growl yelling, Leave, you are not welcome. We have never ran so fast back to the field to check on the kids, and by then everyone in camp was in the field, scared so badly that we had to explain to everyone that something was in the woods and nobody felt safe anymore. We'd packed everyone in the buses, and we drove 20 minutes down the path, not to mention it was around 11.30 at night. And we unloaded everyone out of the buses, and we woke up every counselor that was sleeping or still awake. They had told us that nothing had been happening here, but they had also been hearing screaming all week. We still can't figure out what uh, had been happening. We still don't know what it was. It couldn't be. It couldn't have been a skinwalker or a uh, wendigo because it had human teeth, but it had all the traits. If anyone knows what this is, please let me know. Jeez. Have you ever heard of a uh, wendigo or a skinwalker? Skinwalker, aren't they from Game of Thrones? Oh yeah. No, am I dumb? They, they have them. I Literally, think. let me Google Shadow it. Shadow walkers, maybe. Shadow walkers, skinwalkers, skin. But uh, that's no. You don't want to see that when you're like with a bunch of kids camping, and you're a counselor, and you're supposed to be like the protector. In the Navajo mm. culture, a skinwalker is a type of harmful witch who has the ability to turn, possess, or disguise themselves as an animal. Oh, okay, because it was native. Uh, and the other one was lands. Wendigo. Yeah. Wendigo. It is a mythical creature, evil spirit, which originates from the folklore of the plains of the Great Lakes natives as well as um, First Nations. Okay, so, okay, so indigenous, indigenous culture. That's spirits. really cool. 
That's scary as hell. I hope it's not any of those. That's creepy. But like, I wonder I, if we'd have something like that going on in the Can we do a whole course. episode on indigenous lore? That'd be really yeah, cool. Yeah, of course. That'd be super cool. Maybe we can have somebody cool. on. We'll get a hold of Sherry. Yeah. That'd be cool. Yeah, that'd be fun because yeah. she'd be very knowledgeable on it. We had a scary ass experience. Taylor, my friend, was here the other day. We went out into the woods and I found this like sugar shack cabin that has this really scary teepee behind it um in front of it and then it has an outhouse but i walked my friend taylor up to look in and all we heard was <sighs> so i was like fuck this they came back to get me and joel yeah and it was the scariest joel grabs sound. a shovel so we all hop in the side by side and go back out there yep and we look in the windows what's all over the floor oh there's dead carcasses everywhere dead birds geese you know like ducks there's like f down feathers scattered everywhere yep. even outside the hut and i thought adam was gonna be all responsible and make us go away i'm like can we hit the side of the building and adam's like yup <laughs> <laughs> so we like spread out and we're like looking in and there it was like growling and making crazy noises and started barking so we thought it was like a coyote then we thought it was a lynx but we figured out that it's a fox yeah it was by the sound a fox. we found the sound on youtube of a fox yeah. growling and it was 100 percent a fox yeah but guys i hope you enjoyed today's episode and please if you have like those long ass juicy stories like that we love reading those long ones you just get entwined in it you get invested and we want to hear more so thank you to the two stories today it was cat and uh, meg or may may thank you so much for your stories and i hope you enjoyed this episode can't wait for us to get in the studio hey, there's so many things keep planned. an eye on youtube coming up soon this october and september <gasps> is going to be wild we are going to bring you haunted content like you've never seen before from the main channel yeah like haunted uh, hotels stuff like that we're, we're actually we're gonna going to do a big investigation here too investigation yeah We'll finish it off with an investigation here. It's going to be amazing. Because things have been going on here. It's a little weird. Yeah. But All right. <laughs> I love you guys. Don't forget. Never make a permanent decision oh over God. a temporary podcast feeling. Podcast merch is coming. It is coming. Like it's, uh, we got a few updates and podcast merch will be soon. It's going to be gorgeous. So keep an eye out for that. You can get the sick podcast art. We just went with the original art uh, just because everybody seems to love it and has great things to say about it. So pumped for that. I love you guys. We'll see you next week, Boo Crew. See ya. Bye. Angie has made it easier than ever to connect with skilled professionals to get all your jobs projects done well. If you own a home, you know how much work it can take, whether it's everyday maintenance and repairs or making dream projects a reality. It can be hard just to know where to start, but now all you need to do is Angie that and find a skilled local pro who will deliver the quality and expertise you need. Angie has over 20 years of home service experience, and they've combined it with new tools to simplify the whole process. Bring them your project online or with the Angie app, answer a few questions, and Angie can handle the rest from start to finish or help you compare quotes from multiple pros and connect instantly which means you can take care of just about any home project in just a few taps. Because when it comes to getting the most out of your home, you can do this when you Angie that. Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I dot com. 
teachers, administrators, and other school staff play an important role. Education can be a shining light, and it's really the equalizer for everybody. You are making a difference in people's lives, including your students. You can have a really bad day at school and still realize that what you're doing is making a bigger difference. We are the best profession in the world next to doctors, but even a doctor had a teacher. Find what helps at cdcfoundation.org slash how right now.